guys, and welcome back to another episode of the All Good in the Brotherhood podcast. I'm uh, Nate Whitaker, and I'm here today, as always, with um, my bro, Brother Francisco Whitaker. Hello, everyone. Uh, yeah, so today we're going to be talking a little bit about sacrifice as a concept. So we're going to be comparing and contrasting uh, the understandings of sacrifice that have been had in the past in a Judeo-Christian society versus those that we have now in our postmodern culture, our, our secular culture nowadays. And kind of, we're going to be talking through the difference uh, between how people defined those two or thought of them, and also examples of sacrifice according to the Judeo-Christian understanding versus um, the secular postmodern understanding. Yeah, so just kind of to start, um, what is a definition for sacrifice or what is the goal of sacrifice? What is What is sacrifice at all? Uh, and in some ways, I think the strict definition um, in comparing more of a traditional maybe interpretation of sacrifice versus a secular interpretation, I think the definition actually is, is pretty consistent in that it's kind of uh, maybe surrendering a little bit or um, giving up something uh, in order to progress towards something better or to attain something better. Uh, so a goal beyond yourself uh, that you kind of let go of maybe comfort or you let go of maybe something good uh, in order to achieve that better goal. So you're letting go of some given good that you choose in favor of uh, attaining another good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that even in the current culture, that understanding of, well, I'm going to let go of something maybe I like in pursuit of something better, or I'm going to uh, surrender some things in pursuit of something uh, greater, that that actually is still maintained. That's always been preserved. Yeah. But why one sacrifices, I think, is what has been changed. Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to go through some examples um, of first a Judeo-Christian understanding of sacrifice and some people that demonstrate different facets of what sacrifice can entail right and then also present some ideas on what current society would say are, are reasonable things to sacrifice for right yeah so like uh francisco just said we want to give examples from kind of the judeo-christian tradition so firstly i guess to bring up a jewish example you had uh, in the book of maccabees in the bible um, which you can read about the story of the Maccabean um, revolt that was had in like the 300s BC, I think it was. It was Jews basically rebelling against um, the Greeks when they were conquered by the Greeks, and uh, because the Greeks were persecuting them for their religious beliefs. And one of the stories in there is the story of this mother. Um, she's a practicing Jew, and she and her whole family are all um, devout religiously. And her sons and her are all going to be executed if they don't uh, basically um, give up their Jewish faith and I think it's like basically worship the Greek gods. And so they refuse to um, cave in and so their persecutors execute them all one by one. And it's, it's a really beautiful story. I would recommend it to anybody who wants to read a, uh, a beautiful kind of tragic uh, story from scripture. But it's it's beautiful how it highlights the idea that these people are willingly... Um, enduring pain and the mother has to endure the pain of watching all of her sons die before even she dies they're willing to endure and sacrifice uh, their lives 
for the sake of a greater good, namely preserving their Jewish faith and not giving in to the, uh, the pressure of the Greeks. Yeah, and the Greek uh, pressure is not just to worship the gods, but it's also to conform uh, entirely to the Hellenistic, which is the Greek culture. And they were not just trying to get them to worship the gods, but to eat pork, which is direct violation of Jewish law. Right. And um, what's really awesome about that story um, is that the, I think it says the youngest son, the last son, um, held out his hands and he- held out his tongue uh, for them to cut off so that there would be no way for him to eat the pork. Wow. Um, and they say in... After each one, it talks about how the mother encourages them yeah. and says, like, stay strong. Uh, I bore you uh, and I want, you know, I will see you in eternity. Uh, and it, it's for that good of heaven, but also for the good of maintaining their cultural and mm-hmm. religious identity. Uh, that uh, the good of living, which is like the greatest good we have on earth is to be alive. Um, that good they see is worth sacrificing for, is worth giving up. Or something greater, which is their faith mm-hmm. and heaven. Um, so that's uh, certainly a rather bloody example of sacrifice. Um, not all examples of sacrifice necessarily involve giving up one's life, although the martyrs are, of course, amazing examples of sacrifice. Yeah, um, saying that their faith in Christ or their their belief and their is stronger than their love for their own life. But another example, um, kind of accelerating. Uh, a millennia uh, and more, uh, St. Francis of Assisi, right? who he didn't uh, give up his life in a bloody way. Even though he probably would have been willing to. Oh, yes. He wanted to be a martyr, actually. Right. Um, but he gave up uh, his life in, uh, as he would call, a spiritual poverty way. So um, when, for those of you who might not know the story of St. Francis, like really, really briefly, um, he grew up uh, the son of a wealthy merchant in Assisi, Italy. And he wanted to go to to war with one of those city-states, so he joined the army, but then he got sick and it didn't really work out. So that was kind of a letdown for him. And then he tried to be a merchant um, after his father, and that didn't quite work out for him either. He was very popular. He had a lot of friends. He threw a lot of parties. Um, he was living a very... Affluent, comfortable life. Yeah, he's, yeah. like Francisco saying, he was very popular, sort of, um, an upper class lifestyle, but at some point he had an inspiration from God, a revelation that showed him that he needed to be um, giving his life over to service and particularly service to the poor mm-hmm. and to build up the church, particularly yeah the, those least um, fortunate and the most vulnerable in society. And so he gave up, um, like you were saying, not his life in a bloody way specifically, but his life in a spiritual way where he sacrificed everything he owned. He gave it all over, even the clothes on his back. Yep. He gave over everything. He gave over his time, all of his treasure to serving the poor and to ministering to people. And so he was sacrificing the good of um, private property and the good of comfort and even, in a sense, the good of uh, family ties because I think he basically was cut off from his family after that. Yeah, yeah He sacrificed yeah. that all right, just for the greater good of being able to serve people. Yeah, and look at what happened then. So many men came to follow him. They found that giving, sacrificing was more attractive than what the world was offering them of wealth and fame and, uh, you know, popularity. Right. Um, so that's, you know, another example of he sacrificed everything. And what was the good? This, you said service, you know, service to his brothers and sisters. Even, um, you said the poor, but even lepers, those who were like completely outcast, the right. sick, no one wanted. 
uh, he saw it was better to serve them. Uh, he said it's better to serve than to be served, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that was the sacrifice he wanted to make. Right. Yeah, exactly. So those are those are two great examples in different ways. The the martyrs of the Maccabees and then the kind of lifelong martyrdom of giving over um, the self and all of one's own needs and, and wants um, in the service of others. Those are two examples of sacrifice. But real quick, I want to go to also, um, uh, it won't take too much time, but the two examples from the 20th century, one being um, Maximilian Kolbe, a Polish priest uh, mm-hmm. who, he yeah, he grew up in Poland and he did a lot to work to kind of evangelize people. Um, but eventually he was, during the Nazi invasion of Poland, uh, a lot of priests were arrested. Um, and so he was taken to Auschwitz, the concentration camp there. And uh, while he was there, uh, I don't know what the scenario escaped. was. Oh, a prisoner escape. Okay, that's what the situation was. And anyway, there was um, one of the prisoners there was basically going to be uh, the the Nazis picked him out to be executed. I think by starvation. Well, they, in consequence for the pr- one prisoner escaping, ten right. of them had to go into solitary confinement where they would starve to death. Right. Uh, and so they were picking them one by one, and they picked this one man. And as they picked him, he cried out like, "Oh no, I have wife and children." Mm-hmm. And so Maxwell and Colby volunteered to take his place. Right. He hadn't been picked. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He would have been fine. Um, and uh, sacrificing his own life and left and actually. That man who uh, he substituted himself for lived mm-hmm. uh, and escaped. So in wow. theory, if Maximilian Kolbe has just sat back and did nothing, yeah. he potentially could have lived and survived right. Auschwitz. Right. Um, but he sacrificed himself, his mm-hmm. life, for the sake of another one. Exactly. Uh, another man who, and ultimately Maximilian Kolbe died uh, mm-hmm. in Auschwitz. Right. So again, like the first example we gave, that's a sacrifice of life. Um but in this case, it was not just, it was a little bit different from the Maccabees because Maccabees, uh, they weren't sacrificing kind of for one another. They were just, they were sacrificing their lives to preserve their faith and their Jewish identity. Maximilian Kolbe was sacrificing himself seemingly uh, just, I guess, to, to preserve this other man's life. Yeah, and, right. Yeah. Um, the last example, I think, uh, really to bring up of uh, from the 20th century is MLK, obviously Martin Luther King Jr., who... Uh, it wasn't the same scenario where he volunteered to be martyred, but it, it was his whole life kind of of um, being a champion for social justice and for change uh, to bring about, I guess, equality between um, the races in America and show that black people deserved the right to be treated equally. Yeah. That whole life work was in a way dangerous because we, we know how harshly many black people were treated at the time and how much even violent conflict they met with. And yet he still, in spite of that all, devoted his life to that cause. And he did die because of it. Yeah, yeah. And he, I mean, he was imprisoned. You know, he was mistreated. I mean, he was sacrificing uh, his his fame. He was, right. I mean, not that, uh, you know, black people were necessarily treated very well back then at all. But he was sacrificing any, you know, opportunity for fame or anything. He was threatened. Uh, he was putting his life on the line, sacrificing um, what he could be up and comfortable, but he was sacrificing all that right. um, for the sake of his people. Mm-hmm. Um, well, ultimately, all of them uh, are drawing their example of sacrifice from Jesus, right. the ultimate sacri- you know, ultimate sacrifice, the pinnacle of sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, um, of Christ on the cross, who uh, it was out of nothing. He had nothing to gain, and uh, he had nothing uh, to to prove. Um, but he sacrificed himself uh, for us. 
Right. Um, yeah, he's the one who said, I came not to, the Son of Man comes not to serve, but to be served. Or sorry, not, not, yeah, not to be served, but to serve. Yeah. And to give his life as a ransom or a sacrifice for many. Um, and he also, another quote that come, has come to mind to me relating to the subject of sacrifices, um, when he's kind of preaching, it seems like a hard teaching to hear, but I think it was on the Sermon on the Mount. He said, uh, he who loves his life, or basically in short, values his life more than anything, or more than others, will lose it in eternity. Yeah. Um, and, but whereas he who willingly gives up his life, who sacrifices it, um, will gain eternal life and will gain the joy and the goodness yeah. that comes with that. And he's not saying that we all have to be martyrs, no, but he no. is saying that the true joy and goodness comes not from um, valuing, valuing your own priorities or your own self-interests first and foremost, but by sacrificing those in favor of helping other. Yeah. helping the others around you rather than the self something outside of yourself right okay so that's a judeo-christian understanding of sacrifice let's flip to a secular understanding of sacrifice so the first thing that comes to mind for me is uh athletics and sports yeah um so we kind of hear like the idea of sacrifice your body you know no pain no gain right yeah you're right now, those are true. Which, of course, we have lived because... We've... Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we exercise and we work out. And so I, I agree with that mentality. But um, the kind of... I mean, I mean, professional athletes are amazing. They're super impressive. Oh, yeah. But... Um, and they, they work hard daily, you know. And I, I wish I was stronger. I wish I was faster. I wish I worked more. But what's the... the, the so the goal, though, of those things um, is, is a little bit more personal and a little mm-hmm. bit more self-focused so it's like i will sacrifice maybe the comfort of being able to sit on my couch and watch tv to, to go on that run right or i'm going to sacrifice another hour of sleep i'm going to get up a little bit more early to to go and work out more yeah or i'm going to sacrifice um being with my family uh, this weekend uh, to train for that marathon um there's you're still you're still sacrificing good things yeah for something that is good which is health and wellness mm-hmm but uh, I feel it's getting a little distorted. Um, and Well, it's because who still stands to gain from the benefits on the other side of the sacrifice is right. you. I mean, uh, of course, there is. I'm not to minimize the sacrifice that goes into it. It is painful. You know, when you get up, you lose sleep so as to get on a good run. Yeah. Or you miss out on eating sweet food uh, because you're trying to train and, and um, like, lose fat or whatever you're trying to, your goal is. But... Um, in the end, your goal is still, uh, once I get past the sacrifice, the rewards that I will reap will be um, just self-betterment. And you'll look better, or you'll feel better, or you'll have more accomplishments. It's still kind of self-focused, rather than the Same. examples we've been looking at before seem more like uh, focused outward, like I want to help others through my sacrifice. Yeah. This seems more like, by my sacrifice, I want to help myself. And I think that's that I understanding is even like more realized um not just sports, but a business career, or just just prestige movement, I mean, political careers too. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the idea of, uh, I don't want to be tied down by something that could affect my career. I need to sacrifice. I need to, you know, I, I'm i not ready to have children because I, I really want to, you know, have my place in the world first. Or mm-hmm. I can't be tied down by a marriage because I want to go out and, you know, experience the world or Right. Um, my, my job demands too much. I, I can't sacrifice my career for a family or for a husband, yeah. a wife, um, or just like, or someone who's trying to, you know, 
you know, really, I don't know, the CEO or something, like really ambitious. Reach millionaire status or something like that. They work yeah. unbelievable hours. You know, they're like people saying, well, they're really hardworking. They're sacrificing their time, right. which they are, you know, good for them for their dedication, their discipline. Right. That is to be commended, that they're able to have a focus and aim for it. But what's the motivating factor behind that exactly. diligence? Is it just more money? Right. Um, is it popularity? It's, it's the three Ps, I think, oftentimes, yeah. the three classic Ps, uh, possessions. Power and um, popularity. popularity or prestige. Yeah. 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 And people are willing to, in a temporary way, sacrifice a lot of things for that. They'll yeah, sacrifice sleep, sacrifice free time, sacrifice um, things they want to do, and family. And friends. And friends, yes. They will kind of go to extreme lengths to uh, reach these goals. And so you might look at that from face value and be like, wow, look how devoted they are. Look how dedicated they are. But when you really look a little deeper, you realize all they care about sometimes is just themselves which is funny because if you think about uh you know especially the way um history medieval and like uh classical era history is presented secularly we got to talk about like these royal people these kings and queens and emperors like oh look how horrible they were that they would like out their brother or they would have their mother in prison so that mm-hmm. they could be enthroned like all oh, that right. you know that's horrible treatment they remove all the other heirs to the throne so yeah. they could be in power but yeah. we're in like a modern understanding we're, we're doing the exact same thing yeah. of saying like oh well dad doesn't come home from work until 10 p.m every night because he's at the office every mm-hmm. night or or this mom um she's not i'm not ready to have a child i'm just gonna have an abortion because uh i need my career like my career in my science field uh, to prove myself is more important than being a mother um we're, we're well, you even see that in our some... family and friends because i need to be the f- to focus right the last example you gave is painfully clear. You even see it in some public examples where I've, uh, I think it was at, I don't know, it was some major award ceremony relating to, I think, film. It was some actress came forward and she's like, I couldn't have done my career or my achievements without my abortion. Or, yeah. or there's examples like that when, uh, when you realize what they're saying is, if I hadn't sacrificed other people's uh, well-being, I wouldn't have my own well-being the yep. way I like yep. it. I mean, which is, in my mind, the direct opposite. It's not just a distortion of the Judeo-Christian understanding of sacrifice. It's the direct opposite. Because what was the, if you break it down, the Judeo-Christian understanding goes something like this. I'm willing to sacrifice my interests for the other. Yeah. Um, whereas now it's I'm willing to sacrifice the other for my self-interests. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm not going to die to myself or I'm not going to suffer martyrdom so that, like Maximilian Colby's story, so that another man can go live with his family and survive a concentration camp. No, on the other hand, I'm willing to uh, ignore those around me, or I'm willing to even in some cases like be negligent of them and, and cause yeah. them to have harm mm-hmm. just so that I can pursue my career or fame or, or possessions. Yeah, and that's why we have, um, I mean, the ideas of contraception, abortion, and euthanasia being pushed is because uh, we're willing to sacrifice um, potential children, actual children, and older people because we see them as weighing down on our advancements. Right. We see human so, beings as burdens. And I mean, apparently in Canada, euthanasia is completely legal now. Yeah. Um, and I, I heard about this several years ago, but in France, um, that they would specifically put like elderly, like like children would put their elderly parents um, in these homes. Uh, and like, like they would just be purposely starved to death. Like people wouldn't take care of them. Wow. And then they knowingly. Would, like they yeah. would know that and this then is they would happen. put they would put their parents' corpses in these like freeze chambers, and then shatter them and use it as fertilizer. So they said, "Well, my parents are now finally contributing to society." 
That's horrendous. Uh, and they're sacrificing their a potential, you know, continued relationship. Potentially, they, you know, maybe their parents were old and maybe they were sick, but they, they gave up any chance for... Right. Um, That's you know, dystopian almost. It's just terrible. Yeah. Um, but we say, oh, well, you know, like... They were, quote-unquote, dead weight. That's a horrible way of saying it, but that's what we say. Mm -hmm. um, and we're willing to sacrifice those things that we count as dead weight mm -hmm. um, in order to advance ourselves. Right. Uh, as opposed to Christ on the cross taking all the dead weight on his shoulder and sacrificing himself for us. For us. Right. Um, and that's, that's the root of true sacrifice is love and the root of, you know, this false sacrifice um, is is love of myself, mm -hmm. which is not love, um, and the love of another versus you know I love me, right? Um, you know the I love I, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so you know, um, greater love has no man than this to lay down his life for his friends. That's authentic sacrifice, right? Rooted um, in love. And then I actually I thought of this um, just a while ago. Um, no greater like sin. It, a man than this than to lay down others life for himself wow um yeah like oh n none of all of you are collateral for my ambition mm -hmm. um, that's a powerful way of putting it yeah no it's absolutely true which i think the the key difference comes from a uh in the judeo-christian understanding an ability to acknowledge uh the transcendentals or on the other hand in this kind of dystopian uh, modern understanding that we have in the secular world a failure to acknowledge the transcendentals because like we've said before, the transcendentals transcend. It means these are uh, realities that are beyond us and they're bigger than, bigger than us. Mm -hmm. So truth, goodness, and beauty. Uh, we can just go through the examples of the good ones, that the f good examples we mentioned earlier on. So the Maccabees, they're sacrificing their lives for a truth, what they believe to be true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Maximilian Kolbe uh, was sacrificing his life for the goodness, for the good act of being able to save another man's life. Yeah. MLK was sacrificing a life for the beauty of racial equality. Yeah, yeah. They're they're sacrificing themselves because they acknowledge that they're transcend transcendentals. There are bigger things than themselves, bigger realities that are greater and more wonderful. And so they're willing to uh like let their lives go and, and suffer the consequences because they know there's a greater good that's being achieved. People who don't, on the other hand, recognize the transcendentals, they don't recognize that there's any goodness that's bigger than them, or that there's something more beautiful than themselves, or something more true than their own ideas. They sadly will willingly uh, let others suffer because of their own ambitions and because they're they're willing to sacrifice anything for their own their own greatest good mm -hmm. rather than for the greater good outside of them. Yeah, no, actually, that's awesome. And yeah, yeah, and if if we miss uh, like that, the transcendentals, uh, we we miss uh, what's the purpose of sacrifice at all? Um, so if we just kind of pretend that I don't know, pretend, or we just like fail to acknowledge. Uh, the reality that there is truth objective truth objective goodness objective beauty then there is no such thing as objective sacrifice yeah and sacrifice then also becomes subjective mm -hmm. the subject right <laughs> it's about me again right um if we take away the things outside of it's me it's not objective focused on a greater object except. it's subjective focused on the subject who wants who's the beneficiary of the sacrifice yeah yeah if if the transcendentals are to be ignored then the the most true the most good and the most beautiful thing i know is me Mm -hmm. um, whereas if we follow Christ and we see that he is you know, the way, the truth, the life, the good, the beautiful, you know, all of that, there is something, someone beyond us. And for him and for love of our brothers and sisters, we do sacrifice. Right. And we willingly accept 
hopefully we will accept. And that should be the goal is that we're growing more and more in that acceptance right. of what we might be asked to suffer. Um, and yeah, I mean, I still find that I am more willing sometimes to sacrifice for uh, like an athletic or academic achievement mm-hmm. than I am for a spiritual. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and as a monk, I should be more willing to sacrifice for my vocation than anything else mm-hmm. um, because my vocation is in the context of other people. I don't right. live in my vocation in my own box. Right. Um, but my like sports realms and my academics, I do live that in my own box, basically. Mm-hmm. It's all about me. Um, and so that's just, I think, moving forward, how should we, how can we think better about sacrifice? Right. And how can we maybe sacrifice a little bit more each day? Right. Um, in the right understanding of the word sacrifice. Yeah. 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 If you're going to, if you're going to go run today, awesome, go run. But then go stop and pray somewhere for 20 something right. minutes. Um, for me, I sh- find that uh, I need to pray longer than I work out. And if I don't do mm-hmm. that, then my priorities are off. Right. Um, and, you know, do something with someone or for someone. Even if it's just a brother, sister, or mom, dad, a kid. Like, sacrifice a little bit of that time. Maybe you want some me time. Or maybe you could work at the office another 20 minutes and get that little overtime or get that last project done sacrifice it for someone right because if we don't sacrifice for someone then there's no point exactly it ultimately comes back to we can either choose to sacrifice for another or we can choose to sacrifice for ourselves there's really no in between um christ basically said uh you can wait what is it there there, a person cannot serve two masters yeah um he will either hate one and love the other or be devoted to one and despise the other so you can't serve both God and he uses kind of a weird word, mammon. Mm-hmm. Well, what it would translate pretty much to is kind of uh, possessions or something that is a self-interest. So I think that is rings very true. You can't love um, yourself first and foremost and then also still be caring for others in the way you need to be doing or vice versa. You can only choose one to be the object of your sacrifice, either others around you and, and the good of all people and the greatest good or yourself. And... I think we're we're all called obviously to sacrifice for the greater good, but we just have to be willing to do that yep. rather than put ourselves first. Amen. So um, anyway, yeah, I think that wraps up what we've been uh, what we want to talk about. So thank you again for uh, listening to another episode of All Good in the Brotherhood, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Yeah, um, feel free to follow us on Instagram at All Good in Brohood. Um, or to send an email if you guys we're going to hopefully in the future do some Q&A episodes so feel free to send uh, an email to um, allginbrohood at gmail.com and we'll see you guys next time God bless